0: This is episode 13 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. It's our week 9 NFL picks against the Lions with my good friend Jake Kelly once again. Uh, Before we get into uh, today's episode, I just want to congratulate the Houston Astros and their fans on finally uh, overcoming that hump and winning a World Series title for that team uh, and that crowd out in Houston. Uh, It was a pretty great win for them in in Houston after Hurricane Harvey uh, really decimated that city. I'm happy to see um the power of sports kind of bring them up and 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 make a a great positive impact on the city of Houston. And uh, I'm glad that they ended up pulling that out for the, for the city. Um, it was really cool to see actually Carlos Correa propose to his girlfriend um in an interview after the game. I, I really enjoyed watching that. It it made me laugh and brought a smile to my face. So, um although the Dodger fans I'm out here in L.A. I know a lot of Dodger fans and and I have friends and family that root for them and. They were really disappointed and sad to see them go down uh, like that in Game 7. It kind of ended up being a disappointing game, but um, I was really happy that the series kind of turned out um, to be a really great one, and, and Games 2 and, and, and 5 and 6 were pretty great games, and, and so um, it was really fun to see that whole series play out the way it did. But without further ado, let's get into Episode 13 and our Week 9 NFL Picks Against the Lions with my friend Jake Kelly. Thanks for listening. Today's episode of the Vicious Talk podcast with Benny P is going to be a weekly NFL picks against the Lions with my good friend Jake Kelly once again. We're up to week nine of the NFL season and we're going to go over our week eight results and go over our cumulative tally. But first, I'll introduce my guest, Jake Kelly. Jake, how's it going?
1: Good, pal. Good to be here. Happy to get make some picks.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to have you. I uh, heard you uh, had a little bit of a hellish week recently in, in at law school, so I'm happy that you're uh, kind of on the other side of your midterms now, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, enjoying this little 30-minute-plus conversation we'll have with our picks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. We both had some good weeks last week, so hopefully that will continue.
0: Yeah, speaking of last week, uh, so week eight, Jake and I, Jake, uh, went eight and five, and I went nine and four. We both had great weeks. Um, and our cumulative tallies are looking pretty solid at this point. Jake's at forty four and forty one, and I'm at th- four uh forty eight and thirty seven. All right, let's go into um, Thursday night football. Tonight's game between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. It's in New York, um, and the Bills are favored by three and a
1: half points. Uh, but who are you gonna take here, Jake? I'm gonna go with. Buffalo, um, I'm not sure. I I kind of doubt that Kelvin Benjamin will be playing in this game. Uh, But, you know, that that being the big news out of Buffalo this week, obviously. But I think the Bills, they're just a hot team right now. Uh, They've been showing up week in, week out, playing some some clean and crisp football. They really took it to uh, an Oakland Raiders team, who I think is just a superior team to the Jets uh, last week. And I don't think that uh, that the Jets are, are really, despite having the home field advantage and uh, and over the past few weeks playing, you know, relatively clean football themselves. Uh, I, just, I don't think they're going to have enough for a very physical and fundamentally sound Buffalo team who's playing in the division and needs to keep pace with the Patriots. Yeah, I, I uh,
0: I'm going to go with the Jets in this game, and I, I believe what you're saying. The Jets are the better. I mean, the uh, the Bills are definitely the better team here. Um. And I like that move with Kelvin Benjamin. I think that's kind of kind of revitalized that team. Kind of, they're making a push for the playoffs. They're five and two right now, um, and they're second in that uh, AFC East behind the Pats. But I, I think that the short week here is going to kind of throw a kind of screwball into this game. Um, we see a lot of weird football played on Thursday night, and um, for some reason, I just have a feeling the Jets are going to take this one. I don't see. The Bills are a good team, but I don't think they're six and two good. I I, I don't they don't come across to me as a six and two team, um, and I think that I just I think they're more. I it's more believable to see them at five and three after this game, in my opinion. So I just I don't know. So for some reason, I feel like the Jets are going to end up taking this one. Uh, I can see this one being de- uh, determined by a field goal, a late field goal by the Jets or something. And um, I think Josh McCown is uh, un- quite the underrated quarterback over uh, in New York as well. I think he's a pretty good player. Um, and I think it will be interesting to see how he does on the, sh- the short week um, at home against the Bills.
1: Yeah, and the Jets pick isn't all that bad here. I mean, the line's three and a half. So, you know, if it was a two and a half line to Buffalo, that'd be a little bit different. But uh, the Jets keep it within a field goal. That, you know, you win on the pick. And, you know, I could see that happening. I just – I have a little bit more faith in Buffalo as of now, but we'll we'll see what happens tonight.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. All right, let's go into the Sunday the Sunday night uh, Sunday games. Uh, the one PM wave of games, the first wave. There's no London game this week, so we just have the game starting at one PM Eastern, uh, ten P uh, ten AM uh, Pacific Standard Time. But uh, the first game we'll look at is the Denver Broncos at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are favored by 7.5 and, and coming off quite the statement week uh, last last week. Uh, they had a big win. And they're looking like quite the uh, Super Bowl contending team possibly at this point. Everybody's really jumping on that Eagles bandwagon. It looks like they're really believing uh, that they have a good team out there in Philadelphia. Uh, but who are you going to take here, Jake?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Philly. Uh, I've heard that... Brock, the heist Osweiler is going to be starting for the Broncos a quarterback. Um, I'm I'm not really a fan of that move. Like I know that, you know, maybe they're trying to shake things up and that Vance jo- and that Vance Joseph, he doesn't have, you know, a lot of loyalty to Simeon as a quarterback. But I think that, you know, outside of maybe the past few weeks, Simeon tends to play within himself a little bit better. Uh, he's a little bit more predictable, and I just—it seems unfair to me to hold the last few weeks against Simeon with Emmanuel Sanders out, who will be returning this week, I hear. Uh, I just—I just don't see Denver being able to really uh, get much done against that Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um, I'm really excited to see the Denver defense go against the Philly offense. Uh, if Philly can run the ball consistently, I don't think they have too many issues. The seven and a half point line gives me some pause, uh, but I, I definitely think the Eagles will win this game, and I think more likely than not it'll be by two scores. So I feel like going with Philly.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'm gonna go with the Eagles as well. I, I like you said. <laughs> you call, did you call Brock Osweiler the heist? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, I don't. I hate that move. I don't get why Denver's throwing big curveball into their strategy at this point in the season. I mean, Simeon's, he's serviceable. He's not, I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. And bringing in a guy that he's moved around the league already at this point, nobody really seems to want him behind center for their team. And they're going to throw Osweiler behind center um, against a team that's not terrible, the Broncos. They have a chance at maybe sneaking into a playoff spot. But um, yeah, I don't know what, what the reasoning behind that is too much. They're sitting at three and four right now. Um, and if they win some games, I mean, maybe they could sneak in, but um, just that kind of move really worries me um, coming into this week. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Yeah,
1: Denver, very troubling, you know, the trend with that team. They seem to be much more talented than their record indicates. Uh, I kind of – if they're going to make a QB change, I, I kind of wish they'd go to Paxton Lynch and just finally let the guy get a few snaps.
0: Yeah, it seems like they're really – not, they have no confidence in Lynch at this point. It seems like they – I mean, if if they did, it feels like they would have already put him in by now. And so um, I don't really know how much value Lynch has going forward at this point anymore.
1: But yeah, maybe he's a great offseason, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. All right, let's go to the next game. The LA Rams at the New York Giants. The Rams are favored by three and a half
1: in New York. Uh, who are you going to take, Jake? I'm going to go with the Rams. They've just been really hot, uh, looking really good in all phases of the game. Uh, I'm not sure that the Giants are going to have a lot of answers for Todd Gurley on the ground. The Rams, they tend to play within themselves on offense. They're not looking for a lot of big plays, at least not initially. Uh, they might try to test New York deep with Sammy Watkins, uh, but I think that it only come after establishing the running game both teams are coming off of a bye week, so there's no real advantage there. Um, New York's at home, but until until I see more out of that offense, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to run against the Stout Rams uh, defensive front with Aaron Donald. And uh, I don't think they they have enough pass-catching options outside of Ingram and you know, baby Sterling Shepard plays. I, I just don't think that's enough to deal with the Wade Phillips defense, so I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Yeah, I think the Rams are the better team here, no doubt. They're a pretty solid organization at this point. It looks like um, McVay's really turned that team around this year, and I really love his coaching style. But um, this this game feels like an upset to me. I'm gonna go with the Giants here, um, and I, I like, I, like you said, I, I, I'm hearing that Sterling Shepherd is supposed to play this game, and I like Eli having him back in the lineup to what to throw to. Um, but kind of the reason here, I just I think that the Rams are still a young team and they're susceptible to having an upset against them. And and Sunday is going to be a cold, a cold, rainy, day, muggy day. It looks like in New York, and I don't really like um, a young quarterback golf traveling across country um, to play yeah. in an environment that he's not too familiar with. I guess, um, and I think that it's going to be a little bit of a, 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 a kind of like a muck game for the Rams. I think it's. Quite there's they're really susceptible to the upset here I think, Um, and so yeah I'm just gonna go with the Giants here, Uh, but I do think the Rams are a good team and I think that they will make the playoffs this year it looks like, Um, but yeah for some reason this this game feels like an upset to me. Yep. All right next game the Tampa Bay Bucks the Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints the Saints are favored by seven points who you gonna take? I'm gonna go with
1: the Saints. Uh, they're, again, red-hot right now. Uh, they haven't been challenged too much in the, in the past few weeks uh, with, just the, with Chicago and kind of a lame Green Bay team without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but with these interdivisional games, you've know, you got foes that are very familiar with one another. Uh, Saints are going to be at home where they, they play exponentially better than they tend to play on the road, specifically Drew Brees. Uh, Buccaneers, they were not, weren't inspiring at all last week against Carolina to only muster three points. Uh, that offense has looked very disappointing. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to contain the saints at home. And I think Michael Thomas is due for a big game. He's been struggling a little bit this year. And I just, I don't think that Tampa Bay's offense, you know, the saints defense has improved. They're not the defense that we've seen the last few years, uh, and I know some people might still be stuck in that pre- that preconceived notion that they are, but they aren't. Uh, I'm I'm very heavy in on New Orleans in this game. I, I feel good about that.
0: Yeah, I was actually tempted to take the Bucks here, and I actually wrote that down in our in our outline here, but I think I'm getting swayed more towards the Saints here because um, the more research I've done, it looks like Jameis Winston is not, he's definitely not 100% healthy. He has a sprained AC joint, and he's going to play, it looks like, He's, throwing, he's starting to throw the ball this week. But um, like you said, the Saints are a really hot team. And they're actually one of the few teams that still has a home field advantage, really. There's only like maybe Seattle, New Orleans. Um, there's a couple teams out there that that still have that home field advantage. But most of the teams, it's not as big as, as – um, it's more of just like a straight-up game for most teams at home. But um, the Saints still have that Superdome crowd – and I think it's going to kind of throw a wrench into that uh, that Bucks offense. The defense came to play last week against Carolina. Um, from what I understand, they looked pretty decent. But then Jameis Winston just shit the bed, to be <laughs> to be frank. And I think that they're going to really struggle here. It looks like actually in New Orleans. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints as well here. Um, the seven point spread was actually was kind of what, what was kind of throwing me um, into thinking that the Bucks might be able to take it. But uh, I just think that Drew Brees is going to have a, a good a great week against that. Um, that uh, Buccaneers secondary, and I think he's going to have a solid week um, out in New Orleans. Yeah. So, so we both got the Saints there. Let's go to the next ones: The Cincinnati Bengals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are favored by four and a half. Um, the Jags are actually a decent team this year. Um, so that's why you see the, the favoring here against
1: Cincinnati. But who are you going to take, Jake? I'm going to go with the Jags, and uh, I'm kind of surprised by this line. I, I would figure it would be more of a five-and-a-half or six-point line. Uh, Jacksonville has looked pretty good the last few weeks. Uh, defense has been one of the best in the league, uh, very deep at the corner position. Uh, they're also coming off of a bye, so they've had plenty of time to prepare the scheme for this game. Uh, last week, I picked against Cincinnati uh, when in the, their game against the Colts with that large spread, and uh, it paid off big. Uh, the, the Bengals, you know, they've got a somewhat solid defense, but they're, they're struggling across the board at this point, point. Uh, and it, it looks like another season that's about to come apart at the seams. They barely held on against Indianapolis last week. Uh, I don't think that there's any team that might be a tougher matchup for them on the defensive side of the ball, they can throw a lot of different defensive backs at A.J. Green. Uh, so long as Jacksonville can keep them out of the red zone, like I, don't, I think it's going to be very difficult for Cincinnati to score points on the road in Jacksonville. Uh, and I don't know that they're going to be able to stop Leonard Fournette.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Maybe Sun Bell had his way with the Bengals, and I think Fournette could be the same, assuming he's healthy.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I'm gonna go with the Jags here as well. They haven't been able to run the ball, Cincinnati um, against any team really, and I don't see how they're gonna that's gonna change anything in, in, against Jacksonville here. They have a they have a pretty solid defense, um, and I think Dalton's very susceptible to turnovers, and uh, Jacksonville has been really capitalizing on those this season. Um, they're gonna p- most likely be able to hold AJ Green in, in some sort of check. Um, he shouldn't be able to blow up too hard, too much on on the Jacksonville defense, and I think Fournette coming off the bye week is going to be really great for him. He was able to heal up um, most likely, and and he's probably going to wear down Cincinnati's defense by the second half, at least. And so I I definitely like the Jags here to cover that spread. Um, I saw this spread get up to about five points. um, Okay. but Which kind of worries me, because it looks like there's been money put put on Cincinnati because of the spread, but I'm I'm still going to take the Jags here. Um, So we both have uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars in that game. Let's go to the next one though. Um, the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. This is an interesting game I've seen this spread fluctuate a little bit, um, but the Panthers are currently favored by two points against the Falcons. Who are you going to take here,
1: Jake? Um, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, I just the Kelvin Benjamin trade has clearly affected the Carolina locker room. Uh, I, I saw the Cam Newton press conference, and you know he clearly was trying to look forward to the Falcons, but he couldn't couldn't stop himself from from mentioning how integral Benjamin was to the team, how they'd miss him. Uh, I think he's a, a really big part of that team. The, the Panthers thinking with that trade being, not only we're getting picks, but we're going to be able to increase our team speed on the field. Uh, the Falcons defense is not the defense that I would try to beat with speed. Uh, they have it. A surplus of speed on the field On the defensive side of the ball uh, I think you, they might be playing into their hands If that's the strategy Meanwhile the, the Falcons are coming off Another slightly disappointing week uh, They did get a win against the Jets On the road uh, And this will be their third week in a row on the road uh, I think the Falcons Are, are going to have to re- You know, This is a do or die thing for the Falcons very important to get a win against Carolina Who they may need a tiebreaker against And playoff on uh I think Carolina's kind of at an, an emotional valley here with all the camp controversies and now Benjamin being traded. And I think that Atlanta's highly motivated. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, the, the The Panthers trading Benjamin definitely threw some turmoil into that locker room, like you said. Um, it was kind of an interesting deal for them. Uh, he kind of seemed like he was a big part of, of the passing attack and it looks like they're going to rely heavily on Devin Funches now. He's going to be the real deal. I mean, in fantasy, if you own him or if you can get him, it looks like he's going to be the, the go-to receiver there in Carolina. Um, and they're definitely looking forward to having Greg Olsen back in a couple of weeks probably. It looks like he's probably he'll probably be back in the next three, four weeks, it looks like maybe, if, in that yeah, scenario. Sure.
1: Um, yeah, I but, heard that he's practicing on November 27th. So, yeah, just in time for fantasy playoffs, everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I I don't like the Panthers' chance at winning this game. Um, I've seen uh, this line opened up at around 3.5, I think, um, earlier in the week. And it seems like money is continuing to be put on the Falcons here in Vegas. And so um, we're we're taking this line at minus 2 against the Panthers. And so um, it very well could be the Falcons are just – underachieving at this point their offenses look stagnant uh, somewhat but i still believe matt ryan's a quality quarterback and i think devontae freeman's one of the biggest weapons in the nfl he's a great running back and the duo between him and tevin coleman is going to be um a lot to handle for that carolina defense um so yeah, yeah i'm going to take the falcons as well all right man let's go to the next game the indianapolis colts at the houston texans this is a huge line Texans are favored by minus 12 and a a half points um, in Houston. Houston's coming off that that really exciting game, probably the game of the year between Seattle last week, um, and they they end up losing a nail-biter to the Seahawks. Um, And they looked really impressive. Um, That offense is doing really well, but that defense is clearly missing um, Watt, and uh, they've had some... Some big injuries over in Houston, so I I, I think that it's really affecting their their defense. Um, but that Colts offense isn't scaring me too much, so I'm taking the Texans in this game. Uh, I think that they have
1: a good chance of covering. But who are you gonna take, Jake? Um, I'm gonna go with the Colts. Uh, I did the same last week. I just I saw a really big line, and I think that Indianapolis. In now even now the, the luck going on IR for the season news, I think that these lines are set by Vegas. and I think that there's uh, Indianapolis, while they're not a good team, uh, I think that they, they get a few extra points you know knocked off in some of these in some of these lines just by virtue of you know the Andrew Luck not being there. And I think they, they can be sneaky, they're a little sneaky underrated, which is kind of kind of odd for a team that's been overrated for such a long time. Uh, I just think that the I look at that line and it just seems too wide to me. Uh, they, Houston played against a, a terrible offensive line in Seattle last week before trading them Dwayne Allen. I'm sorry, Dwayne Brown, uh, and they they were still seated 41 points. I know Indianapolis doesn't have quite all quite the set of weapons that uh, Seattle has, and they they don't have quite the same quarterback either. But I think they have a lot of the same elements. Very very quick wide receivers. Uh, they've got a tight end in Doyle who can do a lot of damage in the middle of the field. And uh, Brissett's not an easy guy to bring down. Got a cannon arm. Uh, I think I could easily see Indianapolis scoring a, a touchdown or something like that to get us to get us into a cover for for the Colts. So uh, I think I'm going to go with the Colts.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that pick. This line. This line is is really big. Um, and I think that the Colts are very capable of covering here in Houston. Um, I just like that Houston's team. I, I I think they finally found a quarterback. I say that, I've said this in multiple weeks, but I think Deshaun Watson's legit. Um, he's, yeah. yeah, he's quite the young stud out there in Houston. and they they finally have their best quarterback they've had probably since that one year job was a good quarterback. So, um, yeah, I, I mean I like Houston. I like what they have going on there. They're three and four right now in the year, and I think that their their record should be right around eight and eight, um, nine and seven, maybe even ten, 10 and six. Um, it's very doubtful that they get up that high, but um it's possible they sneak into the playoffs. Um and it's likely that they win this game, they bring themselves even at four and four. But um yeah, the Colts very well could cover this. Um the spread, like you said, that offense that Indianapolis has is, is like a poor man Seattle offense. That's actually a good comparison. Um, I think that Brissett is, is – he brings some of the weapons that Wilson has. Um, he definitely isn't on the same kind of caliber or, or level that Wilson is, but um, I don't hate Brissett. I think he's, he's able to score points, and I think he's pretty decent. So um, I think it's possible the Colts here, but I'm going to stick with the Texans here uh, to cover that 12-and-a-half spread. All right. All right, the next game. we got a pick no-line game here. The Baltimore Ravens after Tennessee Titans. Uh, there's no line like I said uh, but who are you going to take
1: here Jake? I'm going to go with the home team the Tennessee Titans uh, they had a bye week last week so they, they were able to rest up I know Baltimore had a long week after absolutely uh, shellacking Miami uh, but we did see Joe Flacco get what looked like a concussion on Thursday night uh, so there's some serious questions as to whether Flacco might be ready this weekend I haven't heard any reports yet uh tennessee like i said has had the week off they should be preparing and gearing up for baltimore uh i think baltimore they, they might struggle to run the football against tennessee and i don't think that tennessee is going to give them the freebie touchdowns on those pick sixes like miami did uh with with no with no line here i'm a little surprised that the Titans don't have our not by at least a point or two uh just by virtue of being at home uh i'm gonna go with tennessee here
0: yeah, I I agree. With, I agree with you again. Um, I'm gonna go with the Titans here. Um, I think that the reason that the no, there's no line here because that last week the Ravens were really impressive against Miami. But I mean, it's Miami. They're they're really inconsistent ball club, ball team, and they're they're likely not. They're not a playoff contender most likely. And the Ravens did whip them forty to nothing. But I, I still think that that Joe Flacco injury is, like you said, is going to be. Interesting to, to monitor and see how this effect, it affects this game. Um, if he's out, the line likely shifts uh, dramatically in the Titans' favor. Um, but yeah, with the no line here, I'm probably, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans here as well at home. Nice. All right, it's going to the 4 p.m. games. The next wave will start with the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. The, uh, the cards are favored by a point and a half. Who are
1: you going to take here, Jake? Uh, I didn't. I would recommend any and everyone stay away from betting this game just because we're going to see different quarterback in there for Arizona. Uh, we're not going to see Garoppolo for the 49ers this week. That, that's going to be put off longer. Uh, but a lot of uncertainty at quarterback. This is a game that I think is really going to hinge on, you know, which team's defense can make a play when they need to. And uh, that's why I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I just think that they have bigger playmakers on defense, someone more likely to force a fumble, someone more likely to get a pick, Uh, whether it's the Honey Badger, Patrick Peterson, Dion Buchanan. uh, I just think the Cardinals have more of those players. Uh, Outside of that, I think both of these offenses are awful. Uh, I know that Garcon had gotten dinged up a week ago. I'm not sure what his status is. Uh, He may play, uh, but if he does, it won't be at 100%. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald you know, probably the best offensive skill position player on the Cardinals, but I don't know how effective he'll be with the scrub throwing in the football. Uh, I'm going to go with Arizona because, like I said, I think they're more likely to make the defining defensive play that they need to to win this football game.
0: Yeah, like you said, this is, this is probably the poop game of the week. Like Nobody really wants to watch these teams play. Th- and They're throwing out two new quarterbacks this week, Drew Stanton. He seems like he's been on the Arizona Cardinals team for years and years now. The guy's been their backup behind Palmer, and he, he always seems to play every year because Palmer gets hurt every year. And so, yeah. um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know who really to take here. I'm going to take the 49ers just because they're at home, and I think that trading for a young quarterback like Garoppolo might kind of throw a little spear into the locker room. Um, okay. But, you know, it's, it's this isn't anybody's game. This is not. Neither of these teams are are going to be contending for anything this season. and um, I'm just going to go with the 49ers just out of a gut feeling. But, you know, the Cardinals, they very well may, may end up, like you said, having some big plays on defense. And maybe Adrian Peterson has a big week against the Niners defense. But um, I'm going to take the 49ers just, just because. All right. All right, let's go to the next one. The Washington Redskins at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by 7.5 now. Um, here in Seattle, like I said, they have a big home field advantage, um, one of the biggest in the NFL, um, and they came off a great week last week against Houston, they came up with that big win in that high-scoring game, um, and Washington had quite the disappointing matchup against uh, Dallas last week, and I actually picked them to to take the, to cover that uh, game last week against Dallas, I think it was a pick'em game maybe. And that was kind of a bonehead pick by me, but um, who are you gonna take here, Jake? Between the Skins and and uh, the Seahawks? I'm
1: gonna take the Seahawks. Uh, I think Dwayne, Dwayne Brown is going to be a fantastic addition for Seattle, uh, and I think that that acquisition alone is going to help them win that division over the uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Washington not very inspiring last week. The offense has a lot to figure out. Uh, the, the talent at running back doesn't look like it, it's really good enough. Pryor hasn't been integrated in the offense. Jordan Reed's been out. Uh, and Kirk Cousins, while he's played you know, fairly well, cert, all circumstances considered, uh, hasn't set the world on fire. And I think that's a terrible recipe to go into Seattle, with Seattle really emboldened by adding a, a legit Pro Bowl caliber offensive lineman to address the biggest weakness on the team coming off of a huge win against Houston, as you had already alluded to earlier. Uh, I think Seattle has too much momentum, uh, too much noise for the Washington Redskins up in the Northwest. Uh, I don't love the line. I, if it was 6.5, I'd feel I'd be putting money on it or something. But at 7.5, I'm still willing to take the Seattle Seahawks game.
0: Yeah, I agree with you here again. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks um, against that Redskins <laughs> team um i don't like the fact that jordan reed looks like he's out of this game um he's a big part of what that offense goes through um in washington and i think that cousins is really going to miss him um i think vernon davis is a decent has a decent chance of picking up some good receptions um cousins really loves to throw those those balls down the middle and, and and kind of just short passes and he's really not open to getting the ball out to terrell Pryor and and um and Crowder and stuff, and so he's he's struggling a little bit this season, and uh, like you said, I think Dwayne Brown uh, um, adding him to uh, Seattle, um, what they have going on out there, I think it's going to be a great um, addition to that team, and I think that uh, Seattle probably runs away with this game pretty good. So I'm gonna think of Seahawks as well. Yeah. All right, buddy. Let's go into the next one. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is another pick'em game. These two teams. Um, are doing pretty well right now. The Cowboys came off that big win against the Redskins, like I mentioned. Um, but the Cowboys did suffer a big blow over the over the week. They lost uh, Ezekiel Elliott finally to, to to suspension. It looks like um, this, there's still a small possibility that he goes through another appeal and he ends up playing this game. Um, but it looks like he's most likely not going to be not going to be in that lineup, um, which is kind of interesting to see why it's still a pick'em game because he is a pretty big. Uh, part of what that offense goes through. Uh, oh, are yeah. Gonna ta- but who are you going to take here, Jake, with the pick
1: Oh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, no Zeke, no chance for the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, I don't think Dallas' Dallas's defense has been showing out this year. They look a lot better than they have in years past. Uh, I'm still not sure that they have anybody. I don't know that Sean Lee can cover uh, Travis Kelsey or if there's anyone else on the team that can. Uh, Tyreek Hill is just a, such a unique talent you've got a, you've got Kareem Hunt there as well and Alex Smith's unlikely to shoot his team in the foot cost them this game on the offensive side of the ball uh, I think they're just they're too balanced for, for Dallas on the offensive side and then defensively uh, if the Chiefs have a weakness it, it might be in stopping the run on the ground uh, so so losing a seat you know really hurts the Cowboys chances uh, if I were setting a line for this game, I would have Kansas City with, with Ze- knowing Ezekiel Elliott's out. I would have Kansas City as like a four-point favorite. Uh, so this is this is one. If you if you can get the Dallas Cowboys and the Chiefs at a pick 'em, please like do yourself a favor, put some money on the Chiefs. Uh, take your significant other out for something nice afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I can't agree with you more here. Um, like you said, no Zeke no what'd you say no' Zeke no no cowboys um but uh yeah I'm gonna take the chiefs here as well um this pick' is line is interesting without zeke in the in that uh off outs offense like you said um, uh there's not really much else to say I think the chiefs are a decent team uh there's not too much to be worried about them I don't think they've been they've been struggling a little bit um in recent weeks they have two losses in their last three games they uh they won last week but um I think that they're a solid team still. I think that they're a playoff team, and uh, that Cowboys team is going to struggle to find wins in the next six games if Zeke Elliott's not in the lineup. So um, I think the Chiefs are here quite the lock um, if you get them out of pick like you said.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's that's the one, folks. That's where the money should go. <laughs> All right. The next game, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern game on Sunday Night Football the uh, Oakland Raiders at the Miami Dolphins. The Raiders are favored by three points against Miami and Miami.
1: Who are you going to take, Jake? I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I know that they're the road team here, and I know that they got absolutely beat down by Buffalo last week. Uh, some differences between Miami and Buffalo, however. Uh, one, I don't think Miami has a quarterback like Tyrod Taylor who can be the big play threat against the Raiders' defense. Uh, Two, Miami's nowhere near as disciplined as the Buffalo Bills football team is. Uh, I think that when push comes to shove, they're, they're going to end up imploding, similar to how they did against the Ravens last week on Thursday night, even after Flacco went down. Uh, I think Oakland, they, they've got their backs up against the wall. They, this is a bust-win football game for Oakland. Uh, they're the more talented team. I think they should win this game. Uh, and I, I'm going to pick them to win this game. If if they lose, I think that it's safe to put a fork in the Raiders' uh, playoff aspirations, uh, which would be really unfortunate. Just based on you know coming into the season, all the hype they had, the excitement around that team.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think you kind of hit all the points here. Um, the Raiders, like you said, they were a possible playoff contending, maybe even Super Bowl contending team um, coming into the season. And uh, this is a big game for them. This is a mu- almost a must-win for them. Uh, that Miami team is the kind of team that you need to beat uh, if you're going to make the playoffs and you're gonna, if you're going to be a good team in the NFL. Um, I think that this week when we saw Jay Ajayi get traded to the Eagles um, for just the fourth-round pick, I think that really threw some question marks into that Miami locker room. I mean... For for a stud a stud running back like a comes across as um I think that it's interesting that they only got just a fourth round pick and so maybe it's a little bit of a fishy deal I think I saw C, uh Stephen A I think called it a fishy deal and maybe there's something that we don't really know there but um I think it's interesting to see um that how that trade went down and I think that the Raiders here uh, they don't run the ball and Miami does stop the run well. Um, and so I think that the Dolphins will, won't have too much problems against uh, Lynch coming back in Washington and um, the other running back, uh, Rashard. Uh, um, but I think that uh, they throw the ball really well, Oakland's offense, and that's kind of the Dolphins' defense's biggest weakness. Um, and so I think that we're going to see some good, some good play out of Derek Carr and Amari Cooper and, and Crabtree and maybe even Cook, the tight end. So I think that um, that passing attack for Oakland is going to be pretty solid this week. Um, and I think you're going to see a big Oakland win um, to kind of keep those fading playoff hopes alive for them on Sunday night football. So uh, I'm going to go to the, Raider, the Raiders here as well.
1: Yeah, as far as the, uh, the Ajayi trade, I've been hearing uh, some rumblings that the Miami coaching staff would be really unsatisfied with how he's been playing. He'd been trying to consistently break the big run instead of trying to take the five or six yards that they have been blocked for him. Uh, and getting outside of the scheme had really been frustrating. Gase, you know, they had been having trouble establishing any sort of offense. And I think this trade was just as much a, uh, I think that the Dolphins coaching staff in the front of office must have thought that this was as much uh, addition by subtraction with the Jaya, despite yeah. how talented.
0: Yeah, I mean, Miami kind of came into the season pretty hot. They look like a decent team coming in, and, and <laughs> in recent weeks, it's really been crumbling for them in Miami. I mean, that whole controversy with the coach doing cocaine on on, on a film, and uh, they just traded their star running back in Ajayi for a mediocre fourth-round pick, and so I think that uh, we're really seeing that Dolphins team kind of crumble here in 2017.
1: Yeah, unfortunate, but uh, it seems to be the trend with the Dolphins. They look fake, and the uh, Bills look kind of legit.
0: Yep, I agree. So let's go into Monday Night Football: the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay the Green Bay Packers. The Lions are favored by two and a half points. Who are you going to take here, Jake?
1: I'm going to go with the Lions. Uh, they've been, you know, pretty competitive the last few weeks. Uh, not winning every game, struggling a little bit in some aspects, but I, I just don't have enough faith in Brett Hundley that, he, that he's going to be able to get it done. Uh, Detroit was at home last week against the Steelers, managed all the Steelers to 20 points. Uh, that's with Le'Veon Bell. That's with Antonio Brown uh, and all the other, you know, different weapons that they have in that offense. Uh, I think Pittsburgh has had a more consistent offensive line, better weapons on the outside than Green Bay has all season, and uh, Detroit acquitted themselves fairly well. Uh, I expect that to continue again this week. Uh, two and a half points is just is too low of a line for me here. Uh, for me to go Green Bay, I think the line would have to be up here five, six points at least for me to seriously consider them. So I, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions on the road here with uh, no Aaron Rodgers of Green Bay.
0: Yeah, exactly that. That no Aaron Rodgers thing for the Packers, is he's a big part, he's a huge part of that team, and, and I think not having him and having Hundley behind center is really um, going to put some damper on that season for them. But um, I'm going to take the Lions here as well. Um, the Lions are actually no stranger to, actually, to uh, coming into Lambeau without Rodgers behind center. They had... A matchup against uh, Matt Flynn not too long, ago, I think, a couple seasons ago, um, and when when Rodgers went down in another, in another injury, um, and actually they lost to Matt Flynn in Lambeau in that matchup. And so I'm seeing some people take um, the Packers here, uh, but I'm gonna go with the lines, like you said. I, I just I think that offense is gonna be too much for them, and I think that um, the Packers defense is gonna struggle to um, to to contain that whole that whole passing attack and everything with, with Stafford and. Um, I don't like having a uh, Hundley behind center instead of Rodgers. Um, and they have to kind of change up their whole scheme now because they're going with Aaron Jones as the lead back behind, over Ty Montgomery. Um, and I think that um, we're going to see the, the, the Lions kind of run over with this one, if I had to guess. So I'm going to go with the Lions here on Monday night as well. All right. All right, buddy. That's going to wrap up our picks this week. Looks like we have, I think, four. Four deferring games um, out of the 13. So we'll see how we do. We did well last week, and uh, we're, it looks like we're getting a better handle on kind of how we're doing, and, and um, we're getting a better understanding of what we're looking at um, as the season's progressing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, not as many surprises uh, typically from week to week as the season goes on.
1: Yeah, at this point, we're really just... You know, so long as no injuries occur, I have, I'll have a lot of faith that we're both going to be posting above 500 weeks, you know, from here on out. Uh, injuries aside, of course, you know, we have just at this point, it's, it's a little it's a little bit easier to predict a few less moving parts and variables here. So uh, I think you're people are going to see us start to really uh, separate from from our previously 500 records.
0: Yep, I agree. All right, buddy, uh, so that's going to wrap up our Week 9 NFL Picks Against the Line. You got anything you want to say, or are you ready to go?
1: I'm ready to go. Uh, excited for the games. Uh, not sure if I'm going to see Bills and Jets tonight, but uh, if I can, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to the fantasy week ahead, and uh, looking forward to coming back next week and making some more picks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I can Yeah. Um I also wanted to say, you uh, you beat me to the punch. I was trying to pick up in our fantasy league. You picked up uh, Doyle, the tight end for Indianapolis. Oh, I, tried he- to, I tried to grab him on Gronkowski's bye week, and I couldn't get him.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I needed him. I, I only have Rudolph, and I didn't really love him this week. Had the extra spot, and uh, so I just went ahead and made the move. <laughs> yeah,
0: man, that was a good pickup. But uh, for our Week 9 picks, that's going to do it for us, Jake. Uh, I thank you once again for coming on, and I look forward to catching up with you once again next week. All right, buddy, you ready to go?
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, pal. I'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, take it easy, man. So that's going to wrap up Episode 13 in our Week 9 NFL Picks Against the Lions with Jake Kelly. I'd like to thank Jake once again for coming on the podcast with me every week, and we've been having a lot of fun doing these, and I hope you've been enjoying listening to them as well. Um, continue to to subscribe to Vicious Talk with Benny P here on soundcloud.com slash vicious talk. I'm hoping to have it up on iTunes and Spotify hopefully soon. Um, So keep an eye out for that. But that's going to wrap up our episode 13. Thanks for listening. And now just go out, have a great day and always remember to be vicious.